Back at it again, another Thursday. How is it already Thursday? It's been a already week. Thursday. Yeah, man. I don't know. This week is flying by, not in a good way because it's been I agree. A, a long week. It's just been filled with stuff. I haven't opened this laptop since last Thursday. So when I opened it, it was still a Higurashi episode three. I still have the Savage Mode 2 album cover pulled up. That felt like a month ago since it's come out. Ready to jump right back into it then. Oh, yes. I'm ready. All right. And jump into it we will. All right. Let's just get right into it. What do you think? Episode 4. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, as we know, I've, I've seen this before. But still, I'm like, what is going on? very confused not like confused it's just like a lot's happening with not a lot of explanation but clearly people are are starting to go crazy and i I think the the mystery is starting to present itself a little bit more so things are happening how about you oh yeah honestly i felt like i felt like i was getting annoyed uh at certain parts it felt like it was sometimes unnecessarily suspenseful and then like once once it happens then suddenly i'm like all right all right let's just um let's get this over with i know something's gonna happen and then it happens and then they're stabbing each other for like two minutes or something all right how how did keishi not die he got stabbed in the stomach like 20 times they censored it out too which is weird and yeah, yeah. Th- this dude is still alive. They did a poor job with the sensor. It was just a flat circle over it. I, I could have done that in Final Cut Pro. It would have taken yeah. two seconds. Yeah, why couldn't they have just like pixelated the, the stomach gash? But I don't whatever. know. I don't know. But also met from a medical perspective, there's no way he should have been able to survive that. And not to mention... He was in the pool of his own blood. Yeah. yeah he lost yeah, half of his that too. blood. <laughs> That's it. There should be no way that he would have had enough strength to fight back and hit her as forcefully as he did for as many times as he did and not bleed out. Especially because. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're telling me he's getting stabbed. He has the strength to do a crunch, sit back up, smack Reyna enough on the head enough that he kills her, apparently. Yeah, with what appeared to be a matchbox or like uh, one of those hard hard cases for, you know, those uh, candies that you can suck on. It's like a tin can. And you're telling me that can cause brain bleeding? I guess maybe. Apparently, apparently. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and there's no telling how long it took for somebody to go into their house and find them too. So with that amount of blood loss plus no immediate you know, transfusion or stoppage. <laughs> He's dead. There's no way. Anyways. 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 So, I mean, I oscillated between being in a state of extreme fright and a state of mild annoyance. I just, I just was, I just wanted it to make sense and it made no sense. And I did not appreciate the unnecessary gore as mu- as much as they you know wanted to 
juxtapose the gore with the childlike animation. It's just not it's not cutting it for me. But that's why we have a podcast. We can't always agree. So But yeah, I agree. And luckily we're both watching like a lot of shows this season and there there's a lot of other good stuff happening right now. And I, I think it's like a, this one is more of a, a slow burner, we'll call it. It's like you, you get a little bit here and a little bit here, and then hopefully by the end, <laughs> the mystery reveals itself. And yeah, I, I agree that the killing scene was like way too long. It was like uncomfortably long. And I, maybe that's like part of the goal of the show here too, right? Like to make you uncomfortable. It'll like be very dark and suspenseful music is playing, but nothing happens, but it still made you like a little uneasy the whole time. And then five seconds later when it's like bright and sunny again, it'll scare you. So maybe, you know, that's just like part of the, the shtick. I agree. So maybe the fact that it's pissing me off is just, it's, this is what will help me grow. If we're always comfortable, then what is the point of living? You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, uh, Exactly. Life lesson right there. And on that note, I genuinely am uncomfortable watching this, but we will push on and hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully it'll be worth it. It has a reputation. You have seen it. So it has a reputation for being good too. So We'll just uh, yeah. we'll just take yeah. it from there. I think the FaceTime cut out, but it's all good. Yeah, I can still hear you. All good, but yeah, it's like notorious for being one of the the best, um, one of the best horror animes out there. And I know you're not a big uh, horror person, but it's it's all good. I think this will help you overcome your fears a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like I could, you know, spend all day watching no bless, you know, vanilla, um, jujutsu or like hike you. And I just, you know, at the end of the long day of work, maybe that's all my brain has capacity for, but sometimes we just gotta, just gotta push on with things like this. And, you know, it's not, not my exact cup of tea. I don't even like tea, but maybe after this, I'll appreciate it more because other than get out, I have not seen any other horror movie nor do I really plan on it. But maybe after this, I'll have like this perverse appreciation for, you know, being scared and covering like nine tenths of my field of view. But anyways. Yeah. What, what do they call that sort of training? Like just like getting used to it over time, mm. that sort of Desensitization. thing. Mm, exactly. That That's what we're helping you do here. All right, man. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see about that all right all right okay so okay quickly what was your favorite scene um i don't know good question immediately i think about like the the stabbing but i feel like there is a better scene than that let me think do you have one in mind already yes i have three. Oh, let's hear it all right so the first scene was when um i think the blonde girl and keichi were arguing and then Rika briefly turns into 2D, spins around, and then gets in between them, and then stops them. You remember that part? We're like, like 
they have her yeah, spin she, like, in. flips around it was yeah. weird yeah but she was, was cool. just a 2d piece of paper i thought that was hilarious the second scene that i liked was when they sh- when she took out the bento boxes and then there wasn't any food in it and it was just a bunch of those like there was a saw and handcuffs and <laughs> rope I was like, of course, of course, that's what happens. And then the third scene was when the, the detective, he visits Keiichi in the hospital briefly, and then they show a profile view of him, and he just has like his whole gut just spilling <laughs> over his belt. I was so like, dude, why do you gotta do him like that? So realistic. All right, I, I think my favorite was uh, was when Reina like grabbed the knife and first like lunged at Keiichi. I feel mm. like the the whole fight scene was pretty I thought well animated and it was weird. It, I don't know if you noticed this too, but it was like kind of grainy almost. Like they put like a sort of grainy filter that made it look I don't know, a little bit retro, a little bit I don't know, more horror like I guess. Um but yeah, it's definitely different than the rest of the um how the rest of the show looks. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I did not notice that. But interesting thought. I'll have to go back to that when I make the graphic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, good stuff. All right, quick episode recap. Yeah, what happened? Where do we even start this episode? Did anything right. happen in the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah. Keiji wakes up. I think he was still like uh, pretty traumatized from, from the night before when Reyna was, um, you know, looking through the the crack in his door but disappeared through the window or something like that we don't really know what happened to her yeah, but understandably yeah, so <laughs> yeah keichi got no sleep which you know we can't blame him for um so yeah he he takes a day off of school goes to the clinic and they're they're remodeling there's a little bit of a little bit sus of that remodeling mm-hmm. guy Anytime you don't see the character's eyes, something's go- something's going to happen. And it's like, what clinic needs that many boxes? There were so many boxes. Uh-huh. We later see Reyna's bento boxes, and they have something else mm. besides food in it. So who knows? Yeah. Something something to keep an eye on, that, that clinic. Uh, how convenient. But anyways... Yeah. Then we're back at the school as usual. I guess Keiichi felt well enough to to go back after first period is over. Um, I thought this was one of the most interesting scenes of the episode when um, Rika and Keiichi go outside, and she's like, she's like gaslighting him, right? She, um, Keiichi's like, oh, Reina makes me scared. Her eyes are scary, and then Rika's just like. Seems like a, a you problem, bro. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote down too. I was like, what are you saying? But yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know what gaslighting is, it basically means it's kinda it's kinda hard to describe, but it's like blaming the Alright, you described it. I don't I, like I know what it is, but I can't really describe it right now. Yeah, it's like I agree. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's kind of like you're trying to make the other person think that they're like thinking about it wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And I forget like 
there's like a story about how this term came about and I don't know, you can look it up. We'll, we'll drop the link in the show notes below. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what Reina was, or sorry, Rika was doing when she was talking about Reina. Like, no, Keiichi, you're, you're, you must be imagining things. She's totally normal. Um, so you, why don't you uh, just check yourself here, Keiichi? So basically she's trying to make him think that he's the one who's kind of in the wrong here when he's really not. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's used often in like um, relationship settings where mm-hmm. um, one party may be, you know, acting suspicious in terms of infidelity or cheating. And then when the cheating. girl or guy tries to confront them about it, they're just like, no, 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 you're crazy. You're imagining things. Why would you think? How could you think that I would do something like this? You must be psycho. You are so untrusting. Exactly. And then if you have never been gaslighted before and you're unable to recognize it, then you might genuinely think that there's something wrong with you or that it's your fault or whatever. Another example, rape victims. They could be gaslighted into thinking that the rape was their fault. Anyways, I mean, tons of examples. List goes on and on. Definitely. So, and yeah, we, we know that like from a couple episodes ago that something a little bit supernatural is going on with Reina and that she probably knows more than the rest of the characters do know what we're not exactly sure, but yeah, something's going on there. So it's, I don't know, weird that she's doing this. Maybe she has some sort of purpose in mind. Yeah, maybe, but her, I felt like when she did it, it seemed like they were, she was suddenly siding with Rika. So I thought it was interesting at the end when she died too. Yeah. Yeah. It did the whole like punch into the eyes or mouth. I forget, but she was like, you're lying or something like that. And then, yeah, that's what we'll say. That time was less scary than the other ones, but you're, you're getting used to it. eh? (laughs) I'm getting desensitized. Mm -hmm. All right. So then the scene changes. He goes home and of course, the whole house is empty. Mom's not there. Dad's not there. And then just as he gets up to his room, his mom calls and he goes back down and she's like, all right, sorry, we're going to Tokyo. We didn't tell you. But hey, we left you dinner and she is coming to deliver it. And the kid's just like, who? Who? Who'd you, who'd you invite to the house? Who's she? <laughs> but at that point, we already know who it is. Who else but Reina? Indeed, indeed. And then they finally show her mouth in this sickly, ominous, crescent-shaped smile. It's just horrifying. And she's like, Keiichi, I'm here with your food. You're not going to let, <laughs> let me, me in. Let me in. It's like that meme where, where the guy's at the, the gates outside of the White House, I think. It's like, let me in. <laughs> exactly. So, so the part when her hands went through the door—that oh was, was fake, right? That didn't yeah, actually happen. I, I think it was his imagination. Okay. But damn, that was that was scary. Yeah, it's like she slams the door. It stops with the chain, and then she tries to rip it open because she has the strength of the Hulk. Apparently, when she goes crazy. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, the Reina Arika's gaslighting from earlier does its effect, and then Keishi really thinks that it's his problem, and he's like, "All right, all right, 
my bad. I'm sorry. And lets her in. And then to our surprise, she's fine at the door. So mm-hmm. very normal. And then yeah, Keiji even gives her a hug. A little what weird, a but okay. What a fool. Yeah. I mean I kinda thought she was gonna like poison him with the food or something like that. <laughs> but no, she she just didn't bring any food. <laughs> Regardless, after he comments about the food and he tries to help her carry it, she doesn't let him carry it. Then, no, I got it. You just watch TV. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts flipping through channels. I definitely thought that there was going to be a channel about um, murder. And what do you know that uh, there was? So, yeah. <laughs> classic, 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 classic. <laughs> But then he goes yeah. as far as to even apologize to her, and then he's he's apparently talking to her from the living room, which is separated by one of those little like doors. <laughs> so the entire time he's just talking over his shoulder, actually watching TV, and she's just setting everything up with no eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he walks into the kitchen, his eyes are closed for like a couple seconds. Oh my god! And so, like, dude, that's the longest blink of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and also like I keep thinking that they're gonna do like they're gonna do a scene where like he's walking and then suddenly it flashes to her face, but then that never happens. And it's just like they always just make it really slow as opposed to like a jump scare, which I don't know if like it's a good thing or a bad thing, but like that's just that's just how they do it. But anyway, so that happens. And then we kind of get a good idea as to what her motivations are, finally. So apparently, by killing Keiichi and then letting the demon spirit her away, Mm -hmm. her father can survive. So she's doing it all for her dad, somehow. Right. And we also find out that there's a significance with her neck being itchy. So, because at the end, the nurse is like, "Hey, is your neck itchy?" And then he's like, "Ah!" And then he, and then he screams for whatever reason. <laughs> like, was it that itchy? Did he get stabbed again? I don't know, but yeah, something's going on here with the the itchy necks going around. The top go-go comment was uh, <laughs> stabbed repeatedly with a knife. Calm, slightly itchy neck. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this dude don't care about being stabbed, but if his neck is itchy, then that's going to be a problem. (laughs) Yeah, but so anyway, so the curse is starting to take more shape. We find out that it could be, you know, more prevalent than we had imagined and maybe more real than the detective gives credit to. So um, that's the prime example. We saw it unfold in the two to three minute stab scene. I just all I did, all I wrote down for that part was WTF because honestly, WTF. (laughs) Yeah, it just lasted way too long. Like, I thought it was going to end, and then it just cut to a different angle and just kept on going. Indeed, man, indeed. But finally it ended, uh, and both of them just, you know, finished up in a pool of blood. And then next thing you know, he's opening his eyes, and he sees his parents. And his parents, uh, I don't know if they just did a poor job with the animation, but they did not seem, like, super excited or eager. They were kind of just like, hey, doctor, he's, he's, uh, he's awake. He's awake. And then we don't see them again. <laughs> yeah, and there's just a cop. Uh-huh. But yeah. So so not only did Reina die, 
somehow. I, I guess they didn't really say if it was like blunt force trauma to the head or if someone else, yeah, like what if whoever killed um, Satoko and Rika also killed Reina by stabbing them? I don't know. I don't right. think they're it's possible. That. I mean, because when they said they they said something about using the same knife, so I wonder if they meant like the same type of knife or it was literally the same knife that was that was used to stab Keiji was also used to kill the other two. Yeah, that's my guess that they meant it was the same murder weapon. Okay, so that's that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe Reyna killed both of them too and then killed herself. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I think we'll just have to find out more details next episode. There's, uh, I think that that's all they gave us. Yeah, and then, yeah, like we said, he his neck gets all itchy only after the nurse mentions it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's important, but I think the fact that the nurse knows, and the fact that Rika kind of was on Reina's side, and the fact that everybody seemed pretty calm despite like three kids dying, means that the town as a whole maybe knows more than what we know so far. Yeah, these people are uh, pretty messed up in the head, apparently. Uh, let's stay in the urban cities. Rural places are just, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, won't, won't catch us moving out to, to some farm and working the land for in exchange for rent. <laughs> are, you sure? are you sure? I could have sworn you said that that would have been a good idea a few weeks ago. <laughs> don't fact check me on that one. All right, I won't, I won't. Oh, and it looks like they're back too. I think they could only handle so much. <laughs> oh, good stuff. They're they're living the, their best life. <laughs> All right, good times. Yeah, we got to learn from them. We got we there's there are lessons to be learned from everybody. So just just be nice to everybody. Oh yeah. Anyways, what's what's up next? Is it time for the questions already? Of the week, yes, I'm down. I'm down. I mean, the I think the faster we get this done, the faster I can go to bed. So, I'm down. True. All right, I have one submitted by me, actually, oh, probably for the first yourself. time in history. I know, I know. I just had a question that that I couldn't wait. But okay, in light of the recent monopoly suits that have been brought against Google and Apple. What is your opinion on that? And just as, I guess, on the tech giants as a whole. Mm, yeah, I, I can't say that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, super caught up on latest tech news, but mm-hmm. I think in general, you know, competition, like on one hand, right, competition is good, you know, like, um, we ultimately we the consumer are the ones who benefit from competition because you know they'll they'll make each other get better and stuff like that um wanting to one-up each other but i guess at the same time it's like what what are you gonna do just break them up (laughs) make them not a monopoly anymore um like in that case who benefits not really anyone you know yeah so a little conflicted, but yeah. How about you? 
I agree. I'll just give a slight background for each of them. So for Apple, historically, Apple has taken 30% of app sales made in the app store, as well as all in-app purchases, 30%, just because, you know, it's their platform. They host right. store. I did see that lawsuit. Yes. So Epic Games, the one game company that probably is big enough and has enough market share to even like make an impact is now- they own Fortnite. Yeah, the makers of Fortnite. I forget to mention that. Oh, yeah. The first time I heard the news, I was like, oh, you mean Epic, the healthcare system? <laughs> They're like, no, no, Fortnite. But yeah, so Fortnite has been making a ton of money just off of in-app purchases because the actual game itself is free. But every time you make an in-app purchase, Apple gets 30% of that. So Fortnite wasn't having it, especially because Fortnite was, you know, not a mobile native game. It was like on Xbox and PC and PS4 long before it was on mobile. But but yeah, so like they were unused to that. So they're just saying that like, hey, I mean, you shouldn't be able to take 30% just by doing nothing. But anyway, so that was like the gist of their whole thing. And I just felt like personally, I feel like if you can make the market and if you can make the platform and if you can you know, host the store on which the app is bought, then you should be able to charge a certain amount. And then like the... yeah. The, there's been like other studies showing that like before the app store, when you had to like go buy the physical copy of games, like you had just the same amount of mark or like deductions from your uh, market price due to like um, store distribution or like um, rights to put it in a certain store or whatever, whatever. And then apparently that is more than 30%. Sorry. What'd you say? Oh, I was just saying like, I I think they call it like shelving costs or something like that like to kind of put your video game at like the sort of eye level shelf and like make it have a good spot in that physical store right yeah yeah exactly so i like and apparently those costs added up to more than apple's 30 percent um yeah so apple has never raised this price um i personally think it's fair because if you didn't have the Apple store, you wouldn't have access to all of Apple's uh, users. And thus, how would you design a game? Like, would you want to, you know, distribute it through PC? Well, you can, you just won't get the mobile share because they're using iPhones. But anyway, anyway, I mean, like, you know, people can complain that 30% is hefty and I guess it is, but I just feel like I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah. Epic, if Epic Games hates that 30% fee so much, they can go make their own cell phone with their own Android platform and their own marketplace and just go through all that trouble to have no one play their game anymore. So I'm I'm with you. Yeah, and the one last thing, I just thought it was interesting because so Epic actually did that, but so they did it for PC slash Mac, I think. So they, because they were tired of Steam charging a certain amount to host their yeah. games so they made like epic games like their own little epic games game marketplace and they only charge 12 percent. but i mean the idea still stands like you have to somebody has to operate the store before people can just like program the game so like right. if you don't give any incentives to that person then they're not going to bring any new platforms to the market so 
Yeah, it's just my two cents. We can definitely debate that more later, but yeah, <laughs> just yeah. thought it was an interesting issue. Yeah, makes sense. Good stuff. Alrighty, time for uh, top three, bottom one. All right, yeah. If you don't have any questions, we can just move on to that. Yeah, my my mailbox is looking looking empty this week, but it's okay. It's all good. We're busy. We're all busy. We get it. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll kick us off this week. Um, starting at the bottom, we got Rika. Worst of the week. I feel like uh, her gaslighting not cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Enough said there. Number three, we got Mion. I feel like her. Her green hair is nice. She visited Keiichi in the hospital. Good friend overall. Maybe a little suspicious, but we'll we'll see. Number two, we got Keiichi. I feel like, uh, yeah, he put up a good fight there. He he dodged like he ducked the knife and like pushed Reina against the table. Good, yeah, good athletic, or like eight year old girl. <laughs> nice athletic move there by Keiichi. Um. And then number one, we got Reyna. She's crazy. We all know that. And it's great. Um, yeah. she She's uh, like selling her craziness well. <laughs> indeed, dude. Indeed. All right. So my list looks decently similar. So I didn't really have a top three. I just kind of <laughs> had one character that I thought was good. And then three characters that I thought were horrible. So... <laughs> The top of the list of horrible characters, I put Rika for obvious reasons. We talked about it extensively. You can't just take somebody's worries and fears about a legit matter and turn it turn it around against them. What kind of friend are you? Um, anyway, for the for the other two, I ended up putting uh, Keiichi's mom and Keiichi's dad in no particular order. <laughs> They just left him there. Just not worried. Son, Tokyo fever. We are already in Tokyo. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Good luck. It's, there's there's like no objection from you. It's just like yeah yeah we're gone. So I put them as second and third worst for the quote unquote best character. I just put me on because she actually visited him in the hospital. I guess the other ones couldn't visit him because they were dead. But Mion <laughs> visited him, and he actually told her the truth. So I thought that was um, uh, he saw he told him sorry he told Keiichi the truth, which I thought mm. was good, especially for prop, plot progression. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but that's all I got. I have no second or third. I just have yeah. bottom three, top one, mixing it up. I like it exactly. All right. Well. I think that about does it. You got any other? Um, you got any other song recommendations unrelated to the podcast? I mean, to the uh, anime. What have I been listening to this week? No, I think I'm still listening to the Twenty One Savage album right now. All right, I was trying to think if I had listened to anything else, but um, no, <laughs> dude. This week has just been so busy. Like I've been getting off at like five or six every time, and then I just go straight to the gym, and then. I got to come back home and eat. And then by then it's like nine and then I got to sleep at like 10. So I get like nothing done. 
that that is the working life man Indeed. all right we'll cut this podcast short pretty um pretty soon so that we can watch the last minutes of the presidential debate but also i do have one song recommendation it's bts's dynamite oh fine now for a while but fire. man that that thing every time i play it, it makes me happy man I, I wish we could be in a k-pop boy band hey it's never too late now not with these mics <laughs> you're right we we your hair is already long enough i need to grow mine out and <laughs> oh no dude I, I didn't tell you i had to cut it really yeah so yeah basically the doctor that was in charge this week he was kind of just like i personally don't hate it but there's no point for you to go into a new place every month and then have them automatically judge you without having seen how you perform or your skills because you know I, i say it's 2020 all the time like i'm like it's 2020 we should be able to do this and yes we're able to do that but there will always be people who are not living in 2020 yet and so in a profession that is as visible you know as being on the front line healthcare whatever you got to cater to those people and i was like yeah that's fair that's fair and even if they're not like consciously judging you right they still might be like subconsciously judging you and exactly that sort of stuff so it's like yeah you might as well kind of put your best foot forward right exactly exactly and it's just like i mean i go to the gym and i gotta tie it up and it's like annoying i'm worried that like every time i tie it up it's gonna pull my hairline back luckily it hasn't happened yet but like legit concern and so yeah it's just not worth not worth all right well our our boy band quest continues for all our listeners out there expect uh maybe a special episode in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think we're going to spend some time talking about the other shows we're watching. Maybe, maybe a couple in particular, like Haikyuu and Jujutsu Kaisen. But <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you said we were going to debut our boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. If, if you're a producer out there and you want to drop us a beat, let us know. Yeah, let us know indeed. <laughs> we'll we'll, um, we'll wrap over. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week. Peace. All right, dude. Sounds good. I'll see you on the other side.